Hey guys, welcome to the Tech Point Africa podcast. My name is Emmanuel. I'm Uluani Femi. I'm Chim Gozrim. And I'm Bulu. Okay. Femi is doing shakara today. What's <laughs> happening? <laughs> What do you call shakara in English? There's no Shall word. I? No. <laughs> no. Oh my God. No more. <laughs> not even, not even Where are you from? <laughs> it's clearly not from the land of the Shalaye people. Yes. He says he can make it English. You can make it English. So Shakara, there's no English word. Yes. Figure it out. I'm sorry. Beautiful exuberance. Beautiful <laughs> exuberance. I'm okay. Proud. <laughs> so how's how's our week been so far? So good. How was the weekend? How's the week been? Hope I'm good. I'm expecting yes. I don't want long Shalaye, please. Mom is yes. Nah, I can't talk. When you, say you don't want. Was it good or not? Yes or no? Please, I, I like to to Go ahead. Let us know. Yes. By the end of last week, <laughs> I was thinking at the beginning of the week you said that I want this week to be productive and Lagos Lagos traffic will tell you that. I'm looking at you. For yeah. I spent a lot of hours <laughs> in traffic last year. I mean last week there was no light, no electricity. It was so frustrating last week. So I see everything was just going to frustrate you but wow. the weekend was better i mm. guess mm. Mm. yes so mashallah is done See, no so they give you light they give you light yes but not as frustrating as last week so okay yeah. we manage we, i can't relate to the light issue oh uh, okay, okay. You, guys proud. Have, you guys have been having light in as in no, okay. not just having light we've been begging them to go and take the light <laughs> oh okay <laughs> people are proud that's what happened before they started taking our light but it's fine it's fine a lot of, <laughs> a lot of interesting <laughs> things are happening in uh in this space right um some people are complaining and some people are shouting why some people are just having fun and acquiring licenses up and down mm. so well, what's going on chingo yes yeah, so your favorite um fintech startup Biggest or yes, Apec you can app. say that. I wanted to drag you before you <laughs> <laughs> speak for yourself. Please. Well, so um, on Monday, um, Abeg or formerly Abeg app announced that they are now Pocket app or Pocket by Piggyvest. So um, it's gone through a rebrand. So I don't know if we need to introduce Abeg. I think everyone, or almost it, everyone, it, who it, uses Twitter. If you, if you watched Big Brother and you heard this ad, urgent to gay, I beg. <laughs> what about even if you don't understand what the ad was about, just know it's that it's those same people. Yeah, that they've changed to Pocket App or something. So basically, they don't want you to just send urgent to gay. Now they want they're expanding the functionalities on the um, Pocket App. So um, previously, it was mainly payments. You used it to like send money to people through their back tag, but um, they are planning to tap into the growing social commerce market. So um, social commerce is basically commerce happening. It's basically e-commerce, but now happening on social networks. So I, I didn't download a bag when it um, first launched, but I had to download it recently. So when it launched, it was it felt it had a social feel. So you sent money to people based on like they were your contacts. You could invite them or stuff like that. Um, but now you can shop. So if you if you have the app and you've updated it, you probably have seen this functionality. So now you can shop on a bag. You can pay. Mm. There's this escrow function as well, where which I think is very brilliant. Um, if I buy stuff from you until I, I I've not yet done the transaction. So maybe one of you can like um, become a merchant and then you try it. So basically, if I if remember how escrow functions, 
if I buy stuff from a, a merchant or a seller um, until I've confirmed that the product is to my liking, they won't be releasing the money to the person. So this is um, mm. impressive, especially when you consider that Abeg already had about 2 million users before they started. Or um, Pocket App already had 2 million users before they started. So um, we spoke to Odunayo Eweni Jesus. Odunayo, let me help you. Okay. Odunayo Eweni. Okay. Go ahead. Odunayo Eweni. No, she already helped you. No worry. Don't worry. Okay. Okay. So she spoke to who I have been helped to pronounce her name. And uh, she. Can you imagine? We have to make it easier. She um, she shared why the change was necessary. So why did they go from Abeg to Pocket App? I wouldn't say it's a change exactly. I'd say it's an expansion okay. of the mission. I think that the natural next step from paying each other um, or, you know, from paying each other and paying merchants is just kind of like integrating both of them to commerce. So for us, it just kind of made sense that that would be um, our next step in terms of expanding the app scope. Um, and so we, what do we just do? We just figured out you know, the name Abeg had its own connotation. It was P2P social payments, right? What name <laughs> encompasses what we want app to do moving forward? What name encompasses the work that we want our users to be able to do? And pay yourself, pay merchants, and you as, as, as your micro-educator also be able to sell and receive payments. And that's how we are pocket. Yeah. Okay. So you are no longer just receiving payments from your friends or from peers. Now on Bucket, you can pay merchants, you can do a whole lot more. Um, so something else that is another development is the acquisition of um, or an approval in principle for a mobile money license. So that is um, the, I think is the more interesting bit of that story because I was curious as well. Uh, why mobile money? I mean, everyone knows mobile money to be associated with um, telecom communica- uh, operators and all. So why is a fintech startup doing that? And Odun had something to say as well. First thing is that license you want to get for becoming a P2P event and commerce company is a mobile money license. And so okay. we got that. First of all, just fulfill regulatory requirements. But obviously, like, agents, you know, components of all a benefit for us, right? It kind of opens up a new world in terms of social payments for us. So the big thing, the great thing about mobile money is being able to do both online and offline transactions when you want to. Fantastic. So it's the mobile money license. Well, when it, when it gets approved, um, Pocket now wants to be able to do not just online transactions because um, that's 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 actually where most of the users are online or most of its current users from um, all like since they launched most of their users are online, but now they want to move from online to also have um, like offline. So if you've seen some like say e-commerce, so um, let's say Credpal for example. If you want to buy from a credit card merchant or a merchant who uses credit card, they can send you a payment link. So if they send you that payment link, you can like, the person doesn't even have to be on the internet. Once mm-hmm. they send you the payment link, you can process your transactions 
um, offline. So that's one way that they can do it with that payment link. But um, so far, I'm also assuming that there'll be like maybe a USSD component at some point. I don't know. Mm. That that that's, that may be something they might look into. You know, my my own issue now, right? It's it's a good thing. Mm. As Odun said, it's not like a name change. It's like an expansion. Yeah. Right. Can we can we come back to the conversation that a big model mm. was should we call it flawed in a way from the start? Why? Flawed? Yes. The concept of, concept of creating a whole ecosystem for mm. people to beg for money. <laughs> <laughs> so that that was that was like how it came off as but a beg was supposed to be like the cash up of Africa and Cash App has developed this whole uh, ecosystem of money of being able to send money P2P payments, right? So, if Abeg decided to double down on that, maybe things would have been different. But it's interesting that they decided to go full into full blown payments. They are basically a payment startup right now. Yeah, I, I'm not arguing that. I'm just saying, let's mm. talk about the fact that I started with a beg. Mm. To beg for money. That well, yeah. I mean, beg for money. that's the first uh, <laughs> version one of the product. They probably had this in mind that, okay, um, we can build it for people and then they can use it I to... Add all that stuff. Right? It's okay yeah. to iterate. I'm just wondering because we sh- we've always, I've always had the issue with it from the beginning. Yes, mm. it's cool to have... People embraced it because of the social touch she has, right? Yeah. But I'm, I've always thought that why? Why should I? Why should you build a, a platform for that? But it's okay now that if I treated now you're bringing in a more robust component to it. Mm. So yeah, it's considering what we've seen in the past with other fintech players that we've seen mad execution from. This is not surprising. This could have been the plan all along. That no. was just a hook. Ope's hook was to give 10 10 naira food, give 20 naira rights, <laughs> yeah. right. just to hook you in into their main uh, product, product, which was yeah. also mobile money. Mm. So, yeah. a social commerce, a social payments app, like a bag, great boss, oh, urgent 2K, that was like a whole ecosystem that people had not <laughs> built anything for before. You use that to capture people. Supposedly, they have 2 million users now. Hmm. Those 2 million yeah. users are users for their payment services hmm. automatically. Well, I think they should have disclaimer. If you don't have money, don't start with this. <laughs> because, yes, look at... Yeah, yeah, you yes, need If you don't have enough money, money you can't... Of I think we'll discuss later about a startup that came with that model. Yeah. Right? If you don't have money, I mean, don't start without, like this. It goes without saying. There are, there are experiments you don't run if you don't have money. But Okay, we'll get there. <laughs> yeah so yeah that's that's an interesting one but talking about experiments that was run with a lot of money mm. but it came crashing down like a house of cards mm. overused it's overused <laughs> not on this podcast not by me so it's not overused yeah 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 so yeah last week wednesday uh we just came to hear the news that uh kune a Kenyan food tech startup has shut down. The CEO, uh, Robin, announced on LinkedIn that they've tried, they've exhausted all possible options. So, yeah, if you have more details for us. 
should have said you tried an experiment we thought we have money to continue then it failed that's not yeah. his worst I'm but then the, okay start from, start from <laughs> the beginning yes. right Emmanuel mentioned that the C, the founder Robin Rich and I was he mentioned on his LinkedIn page that Kun 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 <laughs> Kun <laughs> <laughs> sorry so these words that sound like one syllabic words or two syllables they are confusing so we are going with Kune Right, Kune by food. grace of God, yes. <laughs> Kune food, a Kenyan food tech startup. Right, there's there, there a lot of ways to describe them. They are food tech, they are food delivery, food service aggregator. Food service aggregator. Then they call them cloud kitchen. Yeah, cloud kitchen. Yes, a Every lot. Name. Right, it's very beautiful, beautiful names. Well, it's the startup shut down last week Wednesday, and 90 people might have lost their jobs. Right, it's still a small team to start with, considering the numbers they were doing. Yeah. Well, so I was wondering that why, why, why is this news all over the place, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. According to research, like nine startups out of ten failed in the first five years. So, what's the big deal with Kune? Mm-hmm. Right, it came with a big, with with a with a very interesting model that got the market excited. Mm-hmm. Who was Kenya. excited? Yeah, they really excited. They were. No. They weren't. They no, weren't. Were just, let, me, let me just give you a background. So mm-hmm. When in my few weeks or few days in Kenya, the conversation just starts and like, oh, about founders raising money, not to be able to mm-hmm. raise money. So the whole investment thing, and it should be a TechCrunch article. Founder does raise money. Mm-hmm. One million dollars precede mm-hmm. to replace. So. Imagine the, the, this was the question they put to me. Imagine someone a startup raising one million dollars to come and replace Mama Put in Nigeria. Okay. No, no, no. I'm not saying I'm not talking about investment. We're not going to what you are using the money to do. The model it came with was interesting. Yeah. Why was I want to give you good food, <laughs> nutritious food, as a lesser money than you were getting it on another place. So maybe you can say that the story they came with was interesting. Was interesting. Not the, the model. Was the story really interesting? It was okay. So he said he came to Kenya. Trying to look for food, mm-hmm. he didn't see anywhere to get any good food at a cheap price. At a cheap price. price. So you see that he goes to the street food, uh, goes to eat food on the streets. Mm-hmm. It's cheap, but it's low quality. Mm-hmm. Or he uses Glovo or Jumia food, which is very very expensive. Mm-hmm. So he decided to bring something, but it showed a clear lack of understanding of the market because mm-hmm. you can actually get cheap food. Let me just um, let me just say, you are throwing this as the investors. So go on. Is it well? No, it's not a decent. No, 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 no. Is that not the pitch that you gave to the investors? Well, so <laughs> and you raised one million dollars. Yes, we are trying a decent investor. Continue what you're doing. I'm just trying to say. I'm not. Just go ahead. No, 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 no. I'm just. You know what? Let's 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 leave it because when I think about the whole thing, no. Imagine I'm just imagining that you are coming to tell me that oh, because uh, you came to. Lagos, for instance, you mm-hmm. went to those fancy restaurants in mm-hmm. the island. It's very, very expensive. expensive. And you went to the roadside and you probably start having diarrhea after eating the food. Mm. You just automatically conclude in your mind that you say that it's expensive food or no, it's no low, low quality diarrhea giving food. <laughs> mm-hmm. Whereas you can see very, very, very good mama puts. I mean, where, where have you been surviving? So yeah, another thing, I'm not thing, I don't know the, the argument you are trying to make here. Right. Like the argument I'm trying to make here, the model he came with was not exciting. So think it about it. it. I want to. Uh, I'm, I'm, like I'm trying to get what, um, the food that I would have gotten costly in another place. 
less mm. costlier. And I know that this is where they are pro- like they have like a kitchen where they prepare the meal and package it and send it to okay. me, even at a lesser price than I'm getting from money. I know it's a wolf, sounding like a wolf. Yes, that is why it's exciting to me as a customer. Okay. I said so the market. I'm the not saying investors. I said the market. People that is want to buy. They, no. Okay. okay. So yeah. over the weekend, was it weekend over when I was selling Bulan and that? Me, I actually felt it was an interesting. Okay, no, not the weekend. Funny enough, we were having a discussion just the week before they um, announced that they were shutting down. Mm-hmm. So we were, we were talking about cloud kitchens. Before I even knew there was anything like cloud kitchens, I actually felt this would be a nice business in Nigeria. So mm-hmm. I started doing some research and discovered that it was actually a thing. So think about it. Um, I don't like cooking, but mm-hmm. I want to get cheap food mm-hmm. because if you go on, the options we have now is Jumia Foods and the others who nobody knows. Mm-hmm. So if I go on Jumia... So Eden Life is a joke to you, right? <laughs> it's, it's Can more you avoid than Eden Life? Okay, no. let's move on. Let's move on. Let's move on. So if I go to if I go to that thing, I didn't left. Ah, if I go to Jumia Food, mm. I have limited options. So there's Chicken Republic, there's Domino's Pizza. Then there, there are, are some. Yeah, there, there are some. Adukalo, there are plenty. There's there there's a Wolf Berekete. Mm. There's Prince of Antony Restaurant. It's okay. okay. Huh? It's okay. You don't cook uh, in your house. Different, different <laughs> ones. <laughs> Yes, there are many options. Mm-hmm. But one thing is, um, especially for those in, in Nigeria, at least 90% of us are from the trenches. So if you're coming from the trenches, then you know that um, the food you eat in the trenches that you treasure, mm-hmm. you won't find it in these places. Mm-hmm. You won't find it on Jumia food. Yes. That's the truth. So I guess that's but what this guy wanted to do. I'm, I'm just trying to make a case for him, but we shall enter him later. So I suppose it's what he wanted to do. Mm-hmm. Cheap food. And we all know the issue about um, food poisoning. I don't even know about cost. Mm-hmm. But I think one of the issues that people are having, especially in Lagos, lately has been food, food poisoning. poisoning yeah. So I decided, okay, if these guys can probably give me cheap food without um, the extra mm-hmm. poisoning, then <laughs> I, I mean, this is a very, very good... Is it not interesting? Yeah. It, it, okay, maybe not interesting, but okay. like it's... it's Guy, cool. I, I agree. It's because it will have got my I'm attention. I'm trying to support Emmanuel. No, why, why am <laughs> I... No, I think, I think it is... Emmanuel is not saying... Well, I think what Emmanuel is saying is it is interesting. Interesting is um, relative. Yes, exactly. Something might be bad and it's still interesting. Something might be good and mm. it's still interesting. I think what the point you, Emmanuel is just trying that. to make is it was there was no uh, proper understanding of, of the market. The market. The market. True. I think I'm not disputing that. It's okay. a nice story. It's listen really to his speech. Okay. You are seeing quality food mm. for lesser money, right? Okay. With it. From a sophisticated, sophisticated kitchen, mm. he okay. gets. Was he even sophisticated? <laughs> but, but at least, if if a food factory or mm. for a startup, you know the way startup to shop, they are, you know, <laughs> it will be sophisticated, yeah. right? And you know, before they get cooks to, before they get chefs, you know, they will screen yeah. them and oh, mm-hmm. and I'm getting food from that place for half of what I would have gotten in in a in another place. Ah mm. ah, abba. You both should agree. Okay, okay, fine. Okay, okay, it, okay. It was interesting. Okay, the, good. The now defunct startup. <laughs> na- okay, so they, they were able to raise some money. Mm. They were able to raise some money, right? They raised $1 million even before they started their pilot stage. You are saying they were able to raise some money as if it's five, 50K. They <laughs> but they did. Okay, they raised some money. Okay. There this is a what, huge amount of money. Huge amount of money, Thank right? You. This guy, this Robin. I don't know what he put in his mouth, but he went to investors. Mm. 
<laughs> and he got big names on his table. Mm-hmm. And well, they put money before he even started the pilot phase when mm-hmm. it was still in idea. Then he went ahead and he did a few. Then he did some some deliveries, some mm-hmm. fulfilled some orders, and later because of it was getting overwhelming. He raised another fifty thousand dollars from customers. Fifty. Mm. Yes. Then he went ahead to borrow some money from a Kenyan bank, mm. which is undisclosed, mm. right? And it was already in the process of raising another three point five m for his seed round, before right? Before crushed. this started, before this happened, it brings to mind what um, why Combinator's um, CEO, why Combinator CEO sent the letter he sent to. Oh, no. The founders on his in his portfolio, right? Mm-hmm. Earlier in the year, yeah. the market is bleeding. The market is bleeding as it were. So, I think that was what affected how why it, it did not it was it was not able to raise. So, from what I said earlier about what Ope and Piggyverse did with Abeg, mm-hmm. it's not for the faint at dead. You cannot say I will raise money to do this kind of thing if you don't have the money already. Don't so, bother. So I I don't know. Uh, uh, yes, don't raise money to do experiments. But there's another thing I'm also looking at. First of all, you got a call that I'm not doing on Friday, or maybe you got a call this evening or mm-hmm. whatever that you're not that the investor is not investing again, and the next day you shut down. Because For you've me, exhausted what you have already. Yes, it was actually running on red, obviously. Because exactly, you know, and that's my problem. So I don't think you should get to the point where you are actually running that loop. Hmm. So proper management of funds. When you're raising money, you ask the investors are asking you this money. What's the runway for it? So how long is it going to uh, to take you? Hmm. Obviously, the money he invest he raised was mm-hmm. not enough. Which so I've not had the time to like dig into this guy's background. But I'd like to know what he has done before that. Before. Has he run a business before? Because if he has not run a business before, then he was just running on vibes. He didn't know how much that money was going to last. Last. So why is it? Because when I heard um, the we got on the call with an investor and then he said no, and then the next day you're telling me. I mean, people typically would stay long. Businesses fail all the time, right? Mm-hmm. But it's is is not it's crazy for you to like shut down a day after so i think the what the other they were getting mm-hmm. from what from the from the post he made on linkedin said yeah. in 2022 alone they they made they sold 55,000 meals okay they've acquired over 6,000 online customers and mm-hmm. 100 corporate customers yeah. so this is not something maybe they didn't anticipate this volume But they keep pumping in money okay, to meet so these orders. Okay, it's it's also another thing because we need to check whether the volume that they got was actually costing them a whole lot. Of course, because it they would. had 90 employees. I'm not an expert here. Okay, but okay. I think at that stage of the business, okay. within one year, 90 employees was a lot, especially when you did not know what you wanted to do with 90. Have money. Okay, okay, okay. You guys, let's let, let's set to this. Let's set to this for okay. now, right? Okay. There's, fucked up. There's, <laughs> there's obviously Indeed. a lot to unpack here. And on the one hand, I still don't agree. Even though you guys are saying it's exciting, I still don't agree that the model is exciting <laughs> because of course. But let's let's just leave it there for now. Okay. If you don't and, like a wolf, but go ahead. <laughs> <laughs> let's just leave it there for now. I mean, there's there's a lot to discuss when it comes to startups and how you operate your business model. And mm-hmm. 
a very 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 important part of that uh whole process is communications and that's why we're hosting the Tema Elevate conference so yeah that's on uh, July 23rd 2022 we'll be hosting the Tema Elevate conference to just help us understand how communications play into how we do the entire spectrum from customer service to uh, public relations to managing press so many many issues to talk about and of course your marketing your entire message as a startup should be consistent we should not see you building something today and uh, tomorrow you are changing mouths and trying to in fact i'm still thinking about Qun as i'm saying this <laughs> but it's, it's fine it's fine yeah so i think we don't have much time left so bolu quickly tell, give us the update from kenya ict practitioners bill okay so, yeah so there's uh, good news yes good news actually okay. in kenya so um i'm proud yeah for the if, first time in a long time <laughs> yeah so earlier this earlier this month we spoke about the Kenya's ICT practitioners bill that they were trying to get the president's assent for to get him to sign it into um, law, but we thank God that you know the Kenyan <laughs> president is a very reasonable person, so <laughs> he looked at he he, he rejected it mm-hmm. and he also made some recommendations and some of the reasons why it was rejected you know were obvious. Um, last earlier this month we spoke about some of those reasons why the bill was controversial, okay, and why. You know, it actually did not make sense, and you know, it contained things like um, ICT practitioners have to have some degree from a known university. They needed a license to work <coughs> as an ICT practitioner. That license also had to be renewed, renewed every year. You know, things things like that, mm-hmm. and it didn't just sit right with you know the president. And he he said, you know, some of the things we've said before, and he said this thing will increase the barrier into. You know, ICT. Mm. You know, you're telling someone that, you know, these days we've seen 16, 17 year olds that are starting to do amazing things, you know, in the tech ecosystem. And then you're telling him he needs some kind of license to just carry his laptop, you know, that he had been saving for since he was probably 14. <laughs> I'm telling him to now get a license, you know, mm-hmm. to start doing these things. And the president was like, okay, that has to be removed. And he just asked, he just asked to. And he also made um, another recommendation. Uh, on the part on the part of the renewing which also f- does not really make sense when you think about it mm. and then there was another issue about how vague it was who is an ICT practitioner it was not well defined in the bill is it um Emmanuel that is <laughs> is it you know is it yeah, teacher it could as be a teacher exactly could it even be a teacher that yeah. is teaching computer science mm-hmm. you know things like that very vague things and Thank God, like I said, that the president was uh, Uhuru Kenyatta, in case you don't know who the Kenyan president is. So thank God he was very reasonable. He rejected this and, you know, called for, you know, a review. And mm-hmm. we also seen, you know, people from, from in the Kenya tech ecosystem, such as the, um, um, what's it called, the stakeholders, in the uh, ICT stakeholders. And then they were, they were saying it's not going to work because it will affect um, Kenya's digital economy badly. And yeah, I'm sure now that the president has said it, the people who called for the bill will now have to make amends. And I think something I still find shocking is why they, you know, try to pass something like that. Did they not think it's true? Did they not ask questions? It's... Hmm. You go like, you go like, go Kenya, go out there. Why is it your president that has to not tell... (coughs) 
no, no. Okay. Le, something about it's, it's a good news, right? Yeah. And it, this is coming at at a very good time, right? Mm-hmm. It's a good coincidence because on this uh, in this week's episode of edition of Expert and African, I featured mm-hmm. a Kenyan tech policy analyst. Yes. Okay. Yes. So what they do actually is when bills like this bill draft bills like this come come out, they land it lands on these people's table. Mm. They read about it. They read on it, analyze, research, and see okay. where was this thing imported from. Does it even fit this legal jurisdiction? Then they look at it. They draw out some recommendations. Then they send it to the lawmakers. Right. So there's apart from the stakeholders, which uh, which are the ICT practitioners, startup founders, and people using tech, there's also this an- another group of people that are doing the work behind the scene, right? That we don't actually hear about a lot. They analyze these policies, and they are the first set of people that actually engage these lawmakers to make sure that any loopholes in these things. Um, as you said, it they might have actually spoken with these lawmakers. Because mm-hmm. they usually get the draft bills before the general okay. public does, right? They will have sent recommendation to them, but still they pass this silently to the president to to give the signature. Anyways, what I'm trying to say is that look out for this week's episode of Expert and Africa. Yes, shameless plug. Expert and Africa. I'm going to talk about the life of a tech. A policy analyst, what she, what she does, and mm. everything that it entails. It's not an easy job, but yeah. yeah. Okay, that's cool. So that's that's an interesting one, and it's good news, as you said. But what I find uh, very, very, very suspicious is this is not the first time this bill has been shut down. Yes, so it's it not keeps wearing its ugly it, head. It actually mm-hmm. started. They started trying to get this bill passed since 2016. Actually. Yes, good. this is the fourth time it's shut so, so down. So it seems there is a certain set of people mm. in Kenya. That once this bill passed, right? Maybe <laughs> some old timers yeah. who feels things should be done the icon and that's not going to. I don't think it can work with. Tech. Well, you know the way it works with engineering or yes, account the uh, chartered accountancy you know, or something like that. Yeah. Tech so, is too decentralized for that. Exactly. Th- those those fields are. It's, it's different. It's, it's yeah, yeah. different. I get. I get. I get. I'm just saying. Well, if you want to stop this thing from coming up, you need to <laughs> target those guys. Exactly. But I'm not saying it's them. I'm just. I'm just pointing out something. I mean, Nigeria, we have our own. One form or the other, one way to regulate social media keeps cropping up. Yes. Repeatedly. With different practice. agencies. So We are still discussing yeah. that. So, yeah, there's there's a whole lot there. And, uh, yeah, let's know what you think about all the stories. Uh, everything we've discussed from Abeg's rebranding and acquiring a mobile money license to Kune's shutdown after raising a whole $1 million in pre-seed funding. And, of course, Kenya's uh, momentous, uh, momentously shutting down a very, very, very controversial bill. I mean, it's interesting and it's it's, it's making me pointing out that in East Africa, the focus has been on Kenya a lot. So if yeah. you're listening to this and you're from Ethiopia, Rwanda, Tanzania, kindly reach out to me if you're building interesting stuff. I'd like to hear what you're doing and for what you're doing and those exciting things you're building. Yes, we have a series too, East Africa Weekly. I'm selling my market, no problem. <laughs> and uh, if you like to talk about the stories we have here today, you can send an email to podcast at techpoint.africa or uh, tweet at us with the hashtag techpointafricapodcast. And if you're listening to us for the first time or 
you've been listening and you've been hearing all those juicy details alone uh, please you can always share it to your friends and well wishers and you can find us where can they find us Bolu? Yes, they can find us on Google Podcast, Apple Podcast, Spotify, iHeart Radio, Stitcher and anywhere else you get your podcast. All right. No comments. <laughs> This never feels to crack me up. <laughs> Bye everyone. Bye. Bye. See you on the next one. Bye-bye.